यू आर लिस्निंग टू द बुक द वॉर ऑफ द वर्ल्ड रिटन बाय एच जी वेल्स दिस ऑडियो बुक इज ब्रॉट टू यू बाय क्रिटी एंड नरेटेड बाय मकरन चैप्टर थ्री ऑन हॉर्शिल कॉमन आई फाउंड अ लिटिल क्राउड ऑफ परहैप्स ट्वेंटी पीपल सराउंडिंग द ह्यूज होल इन विच द सिलेंडर ले I have already described the appearance of the colossal bulk embedded in the ground the turf and gravel about it seemed charred as if a sudden explosion no doubt its impact had caused a flash of fire henderson and ogilvy were not there i think they perceived that nothing was to be done for the present and had gone away to breakfast at henderson's house there were four or five boys sitting on the edge of the bed with their feet dangling and amusing themselves until i stopped them by throwing stones at the giant mass after i had spoken to them about it they began playing at touch in and out of the group by standards among these were a couple of cyclists a jobbing gardener i employed sometimes a girl carrying a baby greg the butcher and his little boy and two or three loafers and golf caddies who were accustomed to the hangout by the railway station there was very little talking few of the common people in england had anything but the vaguest astronomical ideas in those days most of them were staring quietly at the big table like end of the cylinder which was still as ogilvy and henderson had left it i fancy the popular expectations of the heap of charred corpses was disappointed at this inanimate bulk some went away while i was there and other people came i clambered into the pit and fancied i heard a faint movement under my feet the top had certainly ceased to rotate it was only when i got thus close to it that the strangeness of this object was at all evident to me at the first glance it was really no more exciting than an overturned carriage or a tree blown across the road not so much so indeed it looked like a rusty gas float it required a certain amount of scientific education to perceive that the gray scale of the thing was no common oxide that the yellowish white metal that gleam in the crack between the lid and the cylinder had an unfamiliar hue extraterrestrial had no meaning for most of the onlookers at that time it was quite clear in my own mind that the thing had come from the planet mars but i judged it improbable that it contained any living creature i thought the unscrewing might be automatic in spite of ogilvy i still believed that there were men in mars my mind ran fancifully on the possibilities of its containing manuscript on the difficulties in translation that might arise whether we should find coins and models in it and so forth yet it was little too large for assurance on this idea i felt an impatience to see it open about 11 as nothing seemed happening i walked back full of such thoughts to my home in mebury but i found it difficult to get to work upon my abstract investigations in the afternoon the appearance of the common had altered very much the early editions of evening papers had startled london with enormous headlines a message received from mars remarkable story from woking and so forth in addition ogilvy wired to astronomical exchange had roused every observatory in the three kingdoms 
there were half a dozen of flies or more from the walking station standing in the road by the sand pits a basket chaise from chobham and a rather lordly carriage besides that there was quite a heap of bicycles in addition a large number of people must have walked in spite of the heat of the day from walking and chesty so that there was altogether quite a considerable crowd one or two gaily dressed ladies among the others it was glaringly hot not a cloud in the sky nor a breath of wind and the only shadow was that of few scattered pine trees the burning heather had been extinguished but the level ground towards otosha was black and as far as one could see and still giving off vertical streamers of smoke an enterprising sweet stuff dealer in the chobham road had sent up his son with barrel load of green apples and ginger beer going to the edge of the pit i found it occupied by a group of about half a dozen men henderson ogilvy and a tall fair-haired man that i afterwards learned was stand the astronomer royal with several workmen wielding spades and pickaxes stand was giving directions in a clear high-pitched voice he was standing on the cylinder which was now evidently much cooler his face was crimson and streaming with perspiration and something seemed to have irritated him a large portion of the cylinder had been uncovered though its lower end was still embedded as soon as ogilvy saw me among the staring crowd on the edge of the pit he called to me to come down and asked me if i would mind going over to see lord hilton the lord of the manor the growing crowd he said was becoming a serious impediment to their excavations especially the boys they wanted a light railing put up and help to keep the people back he told me that a faint stirring was occasionally still audible within the case but that the workman had failed to unscrew the top as it offered no grip to them the case appeared to be enormously thick and it was possible that the faint sound we heard represented a noise tumult in the interior i was very glad to do as he asked and so became one of the privileged spectators within the contemplated enclosure I failed to find Lord Hilton at his house, but I was told he was expected from London by the six o'clock train from Waterloo. And as it was then about quarter past five, I went home, had some tea, and walked up to the station to waylay him.